Kennedy Mitchum lives in Florissant, Missouri, just a few miles away from Ferguson, where the brutal murder of George Floyd by a police officer sparked public outrage, global protests, and finally, an awakening. Like most of us, Kennedy found herself locked in battles on social media about race and racism in America. Tired of people using the dictionary definition of racism in their defense, she decided to write to Merriam-Webster to let the dictionary publisher know that she thought their definition of the word racism was inadequate. I'm Kennedy Mitchum, and this is a lesson on racism. Tell me, what is your earliest memory of being creative? Honestly, not that early. I just began writing a lot, like journaling everything that I was feeling or that I was going through and kind of channeling it into my work. So like in high school, whenever I got the chance to, you know, write an essay, write a persuasive essay, I would make a point to kind of put my own experiences in that like no matter what the topic was we could just be talking about you know war and then somehow I would mix in you know the experiences that I have as you know a black woman so I think that's one thing Mm -hmm. I I love that and I think that's what we need is a connection a personal connection to the history I remember a lot of times certain things that we are taught obviously because there's such there's so many people left out of stories I was like why are we learning this this is boring how does this connect to me Yes, same. And even in college, like I had a conversation just like that when we were discussing the Civil War, you know, we were talking about, you know, what all that happened. And then I'm like, oh, well, there were black soldiers there. Like I never even knew that. And I'm just like, but I have to research that myself. Like, I'm like, dang, I didn't know that until I started reading and educating myself on that, trying to find that connection. And then when I asked the professor, she's like, well, that's not what this class is about. And I'm like, how is this, how is that? Like, how is this not what this class is about? Like, it doesn't make sense. And when I put that in my paper, she's like, I'm like, a lot of people don't discuss this. I mean, I've never discussed it. And then she put in it like a little note that made me so upset. And I had to go right back to her because she was like, actually, this has been discussed by historians for years now. And I'm like, you're a historian. Why are we not? Why are we not discussing it then? Mm-hmm. And, I, and then she goes back to the same thing. This is that's not what this class is about. So that's a big, that's a big thing. Like that connection is so important and we're real, we're not even understanding what our, you know, what our people are doing and what they're trying, what they have contributed to, you know, our history. (laughs) It's like, it's so disappointing. I think too, with teachers, the whole point of being an educator is to listen to questions that people have and to if you don't have the answer, encourage the discussion and help them to find the answer. So you went off and researched mm-hmm. it on your own, but she could have, if she knew that historians discussed it, why not point you to those resources? Why not offer that, right? That's a whole other yes. topic of discussion. So tell me a little bit about what happened. As we all know, 
George Floyd was brutally murdered by the police. It's captured on video. It becomes a global conversation. And yet, how far are you away are you from Ferguson? Not very far at all. Like 10 minutes. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I live in Florissant. So mm-hmm. that's like close. Very close. Um, I've been over there to protest recently. There's been a lot. They've been doing a lot in Florissant and in Ferguson. This is happening in Ferguson. You're like having the conversation with people. They're saying, well, I'm not racist. Look it up in the dictionary. Right. And you're saying mm-hmm. racism in the dictionary is not properly defined. Is that yes. right? Yeah. So yes. tell me tell me about the discussion that prompted you. And then what you do is you write to Webster mm-hmm. and you ask them to change the the definition. So tell me what what was the incident that happened that sparked all of this? Yeah, so basically I just posted on my social media, I like shared a post and it just said something about, you know, microaggressions and how they hurt and how this is a different way of, you know, hurting people of color. So really look out and and how it was racist. And I shared it on my Facebook and then people were commenting saying like how like questioning like how is that racism like I'm confused and so of course I'm like okay I'm going to explain how this is racist I'm going to you know let you know that you know you wouldn't have been making these comments if I was a white female or you know a white man so when I do that they they go to the definition of racism and they're like you know racism just because they said that that doesn't necessarily make them racist like that doesn't make them a bigot because they you know believe that they're because they you don't know if they believe that you're you're worse off or that you're a certain way I'm like and I was just like oh my goodness like I can't do it anymore like I've had these same like different conversations over and over again and I just realized that that definition was the problem at that point like it's a people continue to go there to kind of justify ignorant behavior and kind of to stay stagnant yes and so let me read mm -hmm. let me read the definition because it's kind of ridiculous but whatever so and Mm -hmm. and to keep in mind for people listening that dictionary definitions traditionally have been short because they were print so they had to fit so many words into a printed edition but now that's no no longer the case because so many of the dictionaries are online so here's how Miriam Miriam Webster first definition of racism reads a belief that race is the primary determinant of human traits and capabilities and that racial differences produce an inherent superiority of a particular race. What does that even mean? Right. But I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't, and I, and I get it, but it doesn't even get the emotionality. It doesn't get any of those other things included in there. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's talk about how you, what you wanted the definition to include and then how you asked. So I wanted it to include a lot of like systemic oppression and a lot of the systemic factors that are missing from the definition. Like it's very passive and it doesn't show how active racism is in today's society. I love that. So I was like, yeah, I basically emailed them and said, you know, this is at this point, you guys are misinforming the masses. By, the, by using this definition, people continue to go to the dictionary for a more nuanced way of understanding a word. And racism is a word that you should have, you know, defined well. Like I just basically said that. 
and they emailed me back an editor reached out they emailed me and basically said no i'm not <laughs> a very long paragraph but saying like no we, we're not changing it and you know i was just like i was disappointed but i wasn't surprised i mean i'm used to a lot of systems of power you know not you know caring really about what minorities saying and things of that nature so i just but i kept writing back i was just like okay so basically you're just <laughs> saying that you're not going to change it like all of that for for what and they said i mean they basically they ended the sentence with yeah i'm sorry but like the whole paragraph they sent again but yeah i'm sorry i know this is not what you wanted to hear but we focus on the majority and the way they use it in literature and that's how it's been used they said that they do understand that you know it has understanding been... that the majority has been written not by people of color i mean what, how <laughs> ignorant is that <laughs> no yeah literally and oh that's exactly like... what i responded <laughs> Oh my god. I was like, Lord. I was like, wow, like time after time, it's the same thing. So I I, I said exactly what you just said in response to that. I was like, I mean, if that how is diversity and inclusion at your forefront if you're not looking at literature <laughs> that is written by people of color? Like that just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, and they're the ones who are experiencing racism in the way that I'm described. Uh, so like yeah what's going on and then that's when their tune started to change and they were just like they were like yeah like we understand and they said they would talk to the board like the board about it and then they got back to me again and said that they did decide to change it to include the systemic elements and as well because i questioned them earlier on about you know the other definitions that weren't even a thing like you look up systemic oppression and there's nothing in merriam webster dictionary and other things like it and like is micro is, is microaggression in there now i don't i don't know yeah, because that should be in there, but that, but yeah, that's, that's, let's, I'm going to put that on our list, but that's a good one too, but no, yeah, go, yeah, go ahead. Yep. Mm -hmm. So they just vowed to, you know, look, they said it was going to take a couple months because they are trying to collect literature from minorities and make sure, you know, that they're understanding it from that point of view. And they just, you know, thank me for being persistent because they said, like, if I hadn't reached out, they would not have changed it or they it would have remained the same. So. I'm glad that they long... actually did decide to do something. Yeah, it's funny because as it's reported, it makes mm -hmm. it seem like, oh, you reached out and you suggested it and they said, sure. But that's not what mm -hmm. happened is you had to actually yeah, no. keep going back and forth and explaining. So how long did it take you to convince them? I think it was only like a week and a half, though, like a week okay. and a half. That's not terrible, mm -hmm. but still, right. it yeah. took persistence. So, so can you yeah. talk about how old are you? I'm 22. Just graduated <laughs> college. Congratulations. So thank you. What what gave you the courage to reach out and what gave you the persistence to continue? I think that it's, I'm just sick and tired of not being heard. <laughs> like my college, it was a lot of that like no matter what no matter what would happen and if they did acknowledge it it was just like well sorry but we're not going to do anything about it like i'm sick of that i'm sick of the performative i'm sick of you know acting like you're for diversity and inclusion but not 
taking care of your people, your students of color, not caring, not doing anything if they have to drop out because they can, can't afford it, but you brought them here. You know, it's like, I'm just so used to that and I'm sick and tired of it. I'm like, I'm less about, especially with everything going on, we don't need words, we need actions. We need, I need to see how you are actually for people of color at this point in time. Like I'm done with all of the, you know, whatever you want to say with the black square on Instagram, like uh, that's, it's just not enough. So that's really why I kept pushing because I just know how important it is. Like words matter, language matters, like the words that we're using, like to describe something like, so a big thing like racism, especially when, you know, you have people all like really of all different colors trying to look and read more about their history and look and understand better. And then you're misinforming people like, no. So I think that's really why I kept fighting because I'm so used to having to fight, fight, fight for the bare minimum to, to change or bare minimum, minimum, ugh, minimum to happen. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to keep pushing. I mean, at least well, a few emails, that's the least it'll cost me. So, you know. <laughs> Race is a concept defined by society not by genes. In a landmark study that happened at Stanford, there is no evidence that the groups we commonly call races have distinct, unifying genetic identities. In fact, there is so much ambiguity between the quote-unquote races and so much variation within them that two people of European descent may be more genetically similar to an Asian person than they are to each other. What is true is that people around the world differ genetically due to their ancestry, and that people's racial identity may be statistically correlated with their ancestry, albeit unreliably. But race does not mean ancestry, and biological races are not, I repeat, not, a current scientific concept, and they repeatedly reinforce historical biases. Talking about the races, plural, is kind of like quoting the scientists who said the world was flat. <laughs> we are one race, human. Have you received any backlash? Have you received any negative attention from the visibility because you're just a regular woman out there doing your own thing? Mm -hmm. Graduating from school in life sounds like a pretty private life. And this is a pretty public moment during a very big historical moment. Yeah. It's really been all like half and half, like a lot of people have been, you know, reaching out and just like thanking me for, you know, making this change because of course I'm already aware that I've had these same conversations about racism with a lot of people of color, a lot of students of color, mm -hmm. like a lot of people understand this, but the people who need to understand it the most were the people who were not understanding it and not understanding how important it is to know what it means and how it can affect people who don't look like you. So I really like it's a, it's been a lot of you know support and like thanking you for you know doing this in a different creative way and trying to you know 
have your voice be heard in this way. And then it's another type of people. They keep bringing up some Orwellians 1984 thing. Do you know what that is? <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I do know. So this is the negative people? Yes. Oh, yes. that's interesting that they would be. And what are they saying? They're saying like, oh, he said that this would happen. They're going to try to rewrite and change definitions. They're going to try to change history and all of this, blah, 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 blah. Not yes. just like, and that's, that's what we're here for. I, I do believe that's what we're here for. We're here. I mean, you don't come into a culture is, uh, is a container and it needs to change based on mm -hmm. the people who are, in the container with you, right? Had there been any threats or anything scary? Oh yeah, I mean, they, they're whatever threatening me or whatever, but it's not like anything like, I mean, I don't like it, but it's just like you dumb, mm -mm, cursing yeah. me uh. out and things of that nature. I mean, they did. And, and that's, is, that in the, is that in the comments? Is that in the comments? Places. Oh yeah, it's in the right. comments. It's in the they're messaging me a lot on Facebook mostly. A couple of DMs on Twitter. I'm kind of grateful that a lot of people haven't like been tagging me when right. in these posts. So it's kind of, it's a little harder for them to find me, which right. I'm glad about. But I mean the negative they're basically saying the same thing. Either that stuff about what I mentioned earlier, or they're just saying that I'm changing things to try to fit my own narrative. Which mm. is just, you know, which is just not true. I mean, no, it's just, just stupid. Uh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and also, let's even, let's even play angel's advocate and say that you are changing it to fit your narrative. Why is your narrative less valuable than somebody else's narrative? You're here. You're here by virtue of your creator, right? Your mm -hmm. narrative deserves to be part of the conversation too. And I, I'm 100% on board with you that words matter. And I loved this story, obviously, as a writer. And I loved it because as a change maker, you don't make change unless you ask questions. And questions make some people uncomfortable. Yes. A huge thing that, like, that I'm really thinking of right now is in my own world, like as a Black woman, you know, and looking at the case of Breonna Taylor and, you know, how her killers still have not been arrested or they're still not you know on trial and things of that nature it's kind of like the reason why say her name was brought you know to the forefront is because we need we're always kind of in the in the background and we're not we don't have that you know array of support that you know our male counterparts do but we experience it we experience it a lot of things and a lot of intersections because we are black and because we are women you know so i definitely just hope that in the future this support that you know she is getting now is something that continues to happen for all women because we all need it whether it's um, in issues of sexual assault or you know the issues of different brutality it's something that as a public we all need to do more and do better for women based on that negativity it, would you have done this again no matter what like knowing uh, yeah yes. <laughs> oh yeah I mean I mean you can't 
be, you know, there can't be change without being radical and things like that. So it's kind of like, whatever, you can say what you want, but, you know, people, it's, I'm just saying what history has said. I'm just saying, I'm literally just showing what we're, we, a lot of people already understand. A lot of scholars, a lot of, da- a lot of stuff that data backs up. It's not just something that I'm just pulling out of thin, thin air, you know? So it's like, if it, if it wasn't, if it wasn't now, I hope that somebody else would have did the same thing years from now or something like that, because it's something that needed to be done. What do you want to do? I want to... In terms of your work and career, I'm curious. I know. I really want to con- like create a platform where I can continue to, you know, advocate and educate because I feel like that's a huge disconnect. Like people just don't know. I feel like it's not only education. I mean, we've been raised to think a certain way, to act a certain way. And like you said earlier, um, we don't question it. Like, that's one thing I've learned. It's so important. So, I mean, question everything. I mean, these we've been listening to narratives that aren't, you know, in our favor for so long, whether it's in the media or whether it's, you know, in freaking the history books or, you know, in the dictionary. It's so much. So I definitely want to create a way to continue. That's what I'm thinking about. To continue mm-hmm. to, you know, advocate and educate. I mean, recently I'm just talk- talking to my mayor and my police chief about these important topics because, I mean, this bias training, I mean, I don't think, how does it, how does this, how is this working if you don't even understand what systemic racism is, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's just not, it's, a lot of stuff is just not adding up and there's a lot of different facets that need to be, you know, addressed. I mean, education, healthcare, all that stuff, but I'm mostly focused on education and just making sure people are aware and understand the different levels and a a lot of the things that is just fake news nowadays, but Mm -hmm. they take it, you know, as the truth. So that's the main thing. So what would you say to someone who has asked a question like you and found an answer that doesn't fit the narrative of what we're taught? and wants to make change, but is too afraid, what would you say to them? Keep, I mean, keep pushing. And I mean, educate yourself. The thing that I had to do, like, that's why it took me a longer time to, you know, start questioning this stuff because it's just so programmed, you know, just going with the status quo. Like, I definitely understand and I've definitely been there. But you just reach out and find those resources for yourself. So, you know, this is what, like, this is what is right. This is, it's not just some, all that backlash, all that person, that person trying to, you know, push against you. It's because, I mean, at the end of the day, they're comfortable in their spot. They're comfortable the way they are right now, but you aren't. And that's not okay. So keep, if you're uncomfortable, it's not, that's not, you shouldn't be uncomfortable. So keep pushing, keep doing Find different routes. I mean, it's a lot of different ways in order to bring about the change that you need. If one isn't working, find another one. I know it's like it's hard, but it's definitely like me arguing back and forth with the trolls. It wasn't working, so I went to a different route. I mean, and it's like get and try to get to the root of the problem. Like you understand, if you you understand and you see what's happening, don't doubt yourself. You deserve to feel right in your in your own skin.
If I asked you to complete this this sentence, my wish for every other woman is... My wish for every other woman is that they get advocacy. I think that we all deserve support and women really need support. That's a big thing. You have all of the answers when you ask the right questions. Be visible. Speak your truth. Every other woman needs you to lead. For a list of video, audio, articles, and resources about racism in America, please visit Voice Lessons Podcast forward slash racism. And you can download some of the things that I have found really helpful. Thank you for listening. Voice Lessons is produced, written, and spoken by me, Kim Cutable. It's also produced and edited by Sergio Miranda and associate produced by Jessica Manalga. Our music was created by singer-songwriter Claire Hamill. You can find out when we post new episodes when you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, etc. And if you liked what you've heard, we would love it if you leave us a review. You can join our community at Facebook forward slash Voice Lessons Podcast to speak with me live after every episode is posted. And if you have a question or comment or want to suggest a guest, you can do it there. Or if you're on Instagram, tag us at Voice Lessons Podcast and use the hashtag LessonUp. For other inspiration, updates, and show notes, subscribe at VoiceLessonsPodcast.com. Oh.